Amen. You may be seated. Children may go to children's church. Praise the Lord. Wow. Can I just say wow to that? That was, um, thought of Carter all the way through that song. All the, all the many, all the many wonderful wonderful things that we have seen God do over the period of time. Um, I'm going to hold it together for you, okay? Um, the last 48 hours, the last 48 hours have been good, a good 48 hours for Carter. Amen. Carter's, yes. Um, good, good numbers, good numbers. He's being challenged um, with the lowering of the O2. He's down to 80% and doing very well on it. His platelets are good. And all these things, all these things are coming together, are coming together. And we're, we're, we're moving towards an MRI. That, um, and um, I think he needs to get to 60. And um, not absolutely certain of, of how that how that whole thing works out, but they're working him down, they're weaning him down on that, on that O2 and things like that, and he's receiving it well, he's, he's, he's fighting and accepting the challenges, so um, what, what, a, what a week it's been, and, um, and you know, and it, it was a week that took a dip and then came back up, and you know, and then, um, and then I just want to say to this church family, God bless you, God bless you and thank you. Um, and um, God just continues, God just continues to do great things through you and with you, and uh, I just, I just appreciate, I just appreciate um, you allowing God to use you in the ways that, in which you are doing that, and um, this is an amazing journey. This is a, this is a journey, this is a journey like no other, and, um, I praise God for a faithful God. I praise God for an almighty God, for, for a miracle-doing God. I mean, all of these, all of these things, um, it, has, it, has been a, it has been a week. And, but you know what? But, but I tell you that in, the midst, that in the midst of all of that, others have gotten news this week of things in their life. Others have gotten news of of things that they've got to walk through. And, you know, it's so, I, I just tell you that we just continue to pray for one another. We continue to, to love one another and support one another. And, and just more than any other thing, that we trust the one who can be trusted. That we trust the Lord God Almighty. That we, that we, totally, that we totally depend on Him. I think I think um, I think something that we've we've learned in these in in in, in all of this is that you, you know what we must depend on the Lord we must we must depend on Him and He is the one He is the one who can um, who can do the impossible He's the one who can um, can work all things all things to His good and uh, you know we've just um, just say praise the Lord. 
Say thank you, Lord. And, and just continue to, continue to worship, continue to praise, continue. Um, I told Jerry and I were talking um, one day this week, and I said, I said, you know, there are times, <clears throat> there are times when things happen that, you know what, we just need to stop right there and worship. We just need to stop right there and give him praise. I, it doesn't matter where we're at. It doesn't matter where we're at. Do you know that, do you know that Tyler and, and Harvey and um, Stephanie, they're out in, um, today they're in um, Omaha, Nebraska. And then they're, I think, um, and, and so, you know, they're making that journey west. I told him, get a little further west to get away from Barry. But anyway, and, and, uh, but the other day I was in the Home Depot. I was in the Home Depot and, um, and he calls me on the phone, Harvey calls me on the phone, and he said, he said, Pastor Pete, we decided to leave early, and we just want you to pray over our trip, and can you do that right now? So, you know what? Right there in the Home Depot with people all around me, who cares? And I broke out praying. I broke out praying that one, one lady that was working, she, she, that was kind of, and, and I didn't see her until after my prayer was over, but she had hung out close to me and all this kind of stuff, but anyhow, so I just, you know, I just had a prayer with them as they struck out on this, um, as they struck out on that journey, and, and, and so I'm going to, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell one of Harvey's, now he may tell it when he gets home, but Harvey and uh, Stephanie and Tyler went on Long John Silvers, and there was only one other couple there. They were in some other state, way out there, okay, way out there to the west. They were way out there, and there were just those people. And he said, what would Pete do in a situation like this? So he walks over to the people that he has no clue in this world who they are or anything, and he said, do you all know Jesus? <laughs> and, and he said, and they said, yes, we do. They said, yes, we do. And Stephanie looked at him when they walked back over to the table and said, what were you going to do if they said no? He said, he said I hadn't thought through that one yet. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, you know what? Praise God. Praise God. Turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 26. Paul has just, before, before this entourage of King Agrippa and Bernice, and, and they even say it may have been a judge's court. A judge's court that was assembled, and Festus, the governor, all of them have been assembled to hear Paul's defense of, of what they've charged him with. But in all honesty, in all honesty, Paul is giving a defense of his new life, of his new life in Christ. He is telling them, he is telling them who he was. Jesus showed up. And who he now is. And you know what? I pray your life is different because you know Jesus. I pray when you say you know Jesus, that people can see that you know Jesus. See that you love Jesus. See that you have Jesus in your heart. And so Paul has given, Paul has given this defense. And let me le just read as, as he talks about what he has been doing, and, and it's amazing that he summed it up in, in five ver verses. But anyhow, of all that he has been doing, let me read the last um, two verses before today's passage, and it's verse 22 and 23. It says, Therefore, having obtained help from God... 
to this I stand, to this day I stand, witnessing both the small and great, saying no other things than those which the prophets and Moses said would come. That the Christ would suffer, that he would be the first to rise from the dead, and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Okay, that's how he that's how he ended his defense before them. And now, and now let's pick it up at 24, read to the end of the chapter. Verse 24, now as he thus made his defense, Festus, with a loud voice, said with a loud voice, Paul, you are beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. But he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak the words of truth and reason. For the king before whom I also speak freely knows these things. For I am convinced that none of these things escapes his attention, since this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both almost and altogether such as I am except for these chains. When he had said these things, the king stood up as well as the governor and Bernice and those who sat with them. And when they had gone aside, they talked among themselves saying, this man is doing nothing deserving of death or chains. Then Agrippa said to Festus, this man might have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We praise you. Lord, lead us in everything we do. Lead us in every conversation. Lead lead us in every action. Lead us in everything. Lord, thank you for what you're doing in Carter's life. Thank you that your hand is upon him. Thank you that you are doing miracle after miracle in his life. And Lord, we, um, we give you the praise, the honor, the glory. Lord, I pray that you would give Maggie and Jerry even greater strength and courage and boldness as, as, they, as they go forward. Father, continue to increase their faith. As Lord, we pray that, We pray that for each and every one of us. Lord, guide us through this moment. Guide us through this day. Lord, that that the world would know that we are different because of you. That we are yours. And And that we seek to make you known to a lost and dying world. All this your most precious and holy name. Amen. So, the title for this morning, The Yes, No, and Maybe of It. The Yes, the No, and the Maybe of It. Paul has given his defense. Paul has stated his case. And he has, and he has stated it clearly. And now comes the response. Now comes the response. And you, uh, I can't remember who said this. I was at a, an Engage 24 conference recently 
which is a North American Mission Board thing, so I'm going to have to name all three of them and just tell you one of them said it. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just, I, I, I need to. So, Ted Trailer, Ken Witten, or James Merritt, three very prominent preachers in Southern Baptist life, one of them said this, that a gospel presentation with no invitation is not a full gospel presentation. That a gospel presentation without a person being able to respond to the gospel is not a full presentation of the gospel. It's not a full proclamation of the gospel. That people need an opportunity, an opportunity to respond. And you, you know what? Festus couldn't help himself. Festus, that Roman, that Roman procurator, that Roman governor, he couldn't help himself. He just immediately accused Paul of being mad of him being insane, insane because of all this learning, insane because, because of what he, has, what he has just said, because in, in all honesty, Festus is, telling, Festus is telling everybody what he believes, and he's telling them what he doesn't believe. He's telling them what he doesn't have time for, and that is religion. He doesn't have time for what he has heard Paul say. So, you, you remember Four Fields? We haven't talked Four Fields much. You remember Field 1 is the entry, is the entry into any place. And the, in the entry, we're looking for two things. What are those two things we're looking for? Believers, believers unbelievers. unbelievers. We're looking for believers and unbelievers in Field 1. And then... And then with the, with the believers, we have a responsibility. With the unbelievers, we have a responsibility. For the believers, we are to disciple them. We are to continue wherever they happen to be. Now, they, may already be, they already may be connected with the church, okay? And we're not looking to pull them out of theirs or anything like that. But, but we have a responsibility to disciple believers. For unbelievers, what do we do? It's that field two. It's called reproducible evangelism. It's, it's sharing Christ with them. We have a responsibility to share Christ with unbelievers. You know, a lot of people are asking people, do you know Jesus? A lot of people are having the conversation. Be ready for the one that says no. Be ready for the one that says no. Be ready to give a defense for your faith. Be ready to have that conversation. And when you have that conversation that there's going to probably be a, a response. There will be one of three responses to that. There's going to be, yes, I would like to ask Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I would like to ask Jesus to forgive me of my sin and come into my heart. Okay, and, 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 you, can, and you can praise God for that opportunity to lead a person, to lead a person in that way. Wouldn't he just got to be a part of that in Jen's life? And, and now comes the hard part. Now comes the really hard part, and that's discipling a person as they have, as they've yielded their life to Christ. And then there's the one, like Festus here, who says, absolutely not. Who says no. Who says no, I, I'm, not re I'm not ready. How many people have you heard say, I'm not ready yet? Or how many people have you, have you had walk away from you in the midst of a conversation? 
How many people have responded with an emphatic no? I want nothing to do with that. I want nothing to do, do with that. Oh, by the way, I think it was inappropriate that you even talked about it to me. I've had people say that to me. As I got to the end of sharing Christ with them, they look at me and they say, that was very inappropriate of you to do that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. And then there are the people that fall in the maybe category. There are the people that kind of fall in the middle. And they, and they, and they give you, you, you know, what did, what did Agrippa say? What did Agrippa say? Agrippa said, you have almost persuaded me to become a Christian. So you, so you understand that he's, that he's stating his lostness in what he's saying. He's stating his lostness in what he's saying. But now this is much deeper. This is much deeper than, than what, you, that what you read on the surface. Paul knew what he was doing with Agrippa. Paul was using Paul was using some logic and some reason with Agrippa that he knew he could use. And depending on the answer that Agrippa gave to question one about this piece where it says, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. If he said yes to that, if he said yes to that, then, then the, logical, the logical next question would have been then, then you believe that Christ is the Messiah because that's what the prophet said. And Agrippa wasn't, I mean, he knew what Paul was doing. He knew what Paul was saying. But in this, but in this we must understand, we must understand that, you, you know what? Whatever the response is, is not our, necessarily our problem. Okay, we're, we're to take it. We're to take that response. Now, if a person says, yes, I'd love to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior, and, and I, I would love to, to pray that prayer. And, and, and you say, a lot of people say it's, it's so much more than praying a prayer. And, and, but you know what? There, there, there's a, there's a st- it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction of people praying and asking Jesus to be the Lord of their life and to do it, and to, and to do it um, boldly courageously and but those other categories those other two the 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 no or the maybe what do you do with those what do you do with those now the bible does tell us the bible does tell us that there are times when we need to shake the dust off of our feet and we need to leave there are times that that may happen but when we encounter people who are at the maybe stage or people who are at the no stage, what we hope to do with them, we hope to keep the door open for a future conversation. For a future conversation. There's, and we don't forget about these people. We don't totally disregard these people. Maybe you're not going to be the one that is going to get to pray with them when they finally decide to accept Christ as Lord and Savior. Maybe you're not going to be that person, but you're going to pray for them anyway. You're going to continue to pray for them, and you're going to pray for them, and you say, Pastor, how long, can I, how long do I have to pray for them? Would you like to answer that for me? How long do you pray for a lost person? Until they're not lost anymore. 
That's exactly right. You pray for them until they're not lost anymore. And by the way, is that a time to stop praying for them? No, it is not a time to stop praying for them. In fact, if anything, you need to pray for them more. You need to pray for them more. And, and because as that discipleship process begins, may I say that again? As that discipleship process begins, let me give it one more time. As that discipleship process begins, that's where, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where the, the, the hard things of discipleship come to play in a person's life because, you, you know, so many times, so many times we've watched people pray to receive Christ as Lord and Savior, and we've said, you're good, high five, and then we leave them, and then we leave them, and, 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 and here's, the th- here's what I want you to realize. The person has a responsibility, and we have a responsibility. Okay, the person has a responsibility in this. We have a responsibility in this. And, and, and it's when, and we don't, we don't read a whole lot about all Paul did, all Paul did with Festus was replied to what Festus said was going on in Paul's life. Festus called him mad, and Paul said, I'm not mad. okay. I'm actually speaking, I'm actually speaking with truth and reason. With truth and reason on my side is, is how I am speaking and how I'm answering. And so that's his, that's his reply to Festus. He was, he was really, it seemed like he was more focused on Agrippa than anybody as far as what he, what he said to him. And, he, and, he, and, and, and it, isn't it interesting that he says, in verse 26, for the king but before whom I also speak freely knows these things. In other words, in other words, he seems to know Agrippa pretty well. He seems to know what Agrippa already knows. So there's some type of relationship there. There's some type of relationship there because of the way he's speaking to and and about Agrippa. And he says this thing, for I am convinced that none of these things escapes his attention since this thing was not done in a corner. What thing are we talking about? Folks, I want you to understand that the world would love nothing more than for Christianity to be over here in a corner. For Christianity to be over here in a corner and all that want to be a part of it all that want to be a part of it, you, you go over there in that corner. You go over there in that corner. You just stay out of mine. You stay out of my corner. You stay out of my world. You don't bring, you don't bring your Christianity into our discussion. Okay? And we've, and we've, you know, we've had a great journey this summer with hard things. We've, um, we've set the stage for discussions into the future with hard things about, about difficult things in our culture, difficult things in our culture and how the Bible speaks to those things, how the Bible speaks to those things. And, and, and so far, and so far we've all left, we've, we've all left, you, you know, with a greater understanding of what the Bible says about these things, haven't we? 
for those of you that have been there, I, I pray that you agree. Tonight should be interesting. That should be a doozy. <laughs> but we knew that was going to be a doozy, okay? So Paul, Paul says, you know, it wasn't done in a corner. Christianity, Christianity was known in, in the context of what he's saying in the present world as they knew it. Christianity had spread all throughout all of that. And in fact, everywhere Christianity tried to go, guess what? A riot started. A riot or an upheaval or something started over Christianity. Do we see any of that today? Do we see any of that today? And, and y'all are shaking your heads, yes? And I'm, try, I'm, tracking, I'm tracking somewhat with you. I'm tracking somewhat with you. That, that you know what? I don't know, that, I don't know that a lot of, I don't know that a lot is stirred because, because of Christians. Now, there, there is a lot said about, a, a lot is said about Christians. A lot is said about, about people of faith. In fact, some, in fact uh, a number of people would say that we're pretty shallow in our thinking. And uh, you know what? We need, to, we need to counter that, don't we? We need, to, uh, we need to engage. We need to engage in this culture. We need to and, and not, be, not be afraid and not be afraid to share the gospel, to share the gospel, to give a defense for our faith before before this world and again and again the outcome the outcome is the lord's the outcome of what's going to happen is the lord's now we will do something we will do something further with it we will do something further with it but the outcome but the outcome is not ours and and what is paul's desire what is Paul's desire as he shares the gospel? What is our desire as we share the gospel? As we, as we share the gospel, are we, are we sharing the gospel? Are we sharing the gospel to feel better about ourselves? Are we sharing it to feel better about ourselves? To say, I did that for you, Lord. Or is it because we actually care about the person that we're talking to? Is it, that we, is it that we actually believe, that we, that we truly believe that if that person does not accept Christ in their lifetime, that person is going to spend an eternity in hell? Do we believe that? Because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been to far too many, I've been to far too many um, funerals where, where I hear nothing of Christ in a person's life, nothing of Christ in a person's life, and yet I hear, I hear the person speaking say that they have finally reached their peace and rest. And, my, and my, I hear that multiple, multiple times. On a pretty regular basis, it made no difference how a person lived their life. 
It made no difference how they lived their life, but the fact that they are now dead and gone, they have gone to a better place. They have reached their eternal peace. Do we believe that about every single person? And, and, and that, and that, that should burden us, that should burden us so badly that we're willing to tell even the most difficult people, even the most difficult people about Christ, that we ought to be willing to share Jesus with people, share the gospel with people. In every, in every opportunity where we stand before people, in every opportunity where we stand before people, we ought to share the gospel with them. We ought to share the gospel with them. Because, because of where their eternity lies if they leave this earth not knowing Jesus. If they leave this earth not knowing Jesus, we understand what that means. We understand what that means. So I just tell you, if I'm doing a funeral, and I've told you this before, if I'm doing a funeral and I don't know where the person is, and I don't know where they're at, I'm not going to lie on their behalf. I'm not going to lie on their behalf. I'm simply, I'm simply going to preach the truth. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going, to tell, I'm going to tell people the truth and give them, because you know what? There is no opportunity, and I'm just pointing here because this would be where a casket would be sitting, but there's no opportunity for the person in this casket. That, that's already been sealed. That's already been set. And I know that there are folks out there that would tell you something different. And it's not the truth. It's not the truth. And so... The person that says yes, we pray with them, we, and we begin the discipleship process. For the person that says no and maybe, we're going to pray with them. We're going to hope that the door stays open. We're going to have other opportunities of conversation with them. We're going to hope that other people come into their life and speak to them about Christ. And we're going, and we're going for the sake of the gospel. We're going to pray, we're going to pray, and we're going to pray, and we're going to pray, and we're going to pray. And we're going to pray that lostness will find light. That lostness will find light. And then, and then look at what they tell Paul right here. Well, actually, they didn't tell this to Paul. They were having this conversation among themselves. And when they had gone aside, they talked among themselves, saying, this man is doing nothing deserving of, of death or chains. In other words, and Paul said, and Paul said, I would love for them to come to a saving knowledge of the, of the Lord. He said it in a different way. Let's read it the way he said it. He said, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might, both, might become both almost and altogether such as I am except for the chains. In other words, that they would become believers, that they would become believers, but they would not, but they would not have to do it in chains. That's, that's what Paul is saying. 
that they would become believers, that they would become followers, that they would be born again, that their lives would be transformed, that their lives would be changed, just as his life was changed on the road to Damascus. And then Agrippa said to Festus, this man might have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. But see, Paul knew his journey. Paul knew his destiny. Paul knew what he was called to do. Paul knew who he was called to talk to. So you know what? Paul stayed true to where he was to go and what he was to do. And because of that, others, others, would, others would say, you know, he could have been set free. He could have been set free. But it wasn't, it wasn't God's plan for Paul's life for him to be set free. So I ask you this. What is the yes, the no, and the maybe of it? Tell me this. Who shared Christ with somebody this week? Who shared Christ with somebody this week? Did anybody share Christ with it? Donna? So hang on one second. Donna, yeah, she's right there. Right, go back. Good. Well, it wasn't a happy share. I did share. I had someone call me on the phone, and they wanted to ask me some questions. And I said, well, can I ask you a question first? And they said, of course you can. So I said, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And they said, of course I do. I said, so you've been blessed, and you're saved through the blood of Jesus. And they hung the phone up in my face. But I did say that to them. Maybe Praise the, the Lord. Next person they call will ask the same question. Amen. Amen. Remember, the, the outcome is not ours. The outcome is not ours. The outcome is God's. God is the one that's going to work. God is the one that is doing the work. Anybody else? Did somebody else share with somebody this week? All right, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this, and I, and, I, and I know that I'm on shaky ground here. I know I'm on ground that I, I shouldn't be on here. The Bible is very clear about this. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. I was asked to pray at, a, at an event this week. And I shared the gospel in my prayer because I knew, who was in the, I knew who was in the audience. And I shared the gospel in my time of praying. And, and, and I know that somebody, some, would, some would even say, some would even say um, was that you or was the Spirit leading you in that and so on and so forth. But you know what? But you know what? We can, we can share Christ. There are so many different ways that we can share Christ with people. Anybody else? Anybody else have a gospel conversation? You know, gospel conversations are easy to have. Harvey, Harvey even had one out in a plate, out in a Long John Silver's. Okay? Like I said, he didn't know where he was going if the person had said no, but I'm just glad he was brave enough to ask the question. And I believe that the Lord would have given him something to say if the person had said no. Because, you know, the, the, Bible, the Bible tells us that the Lord will give us the words. He'll give us the words to say, to have a conversation with people. 
And what, what do we share when we don't know what else to share? Our personal testimony. Our personal testimony. Does a personal testimony speak volumes? Does it speak loudly? That's right. Do you want to speak? Yes. Good. I didn't know if that was a praise the Lord. I want to speak what that was. So, yeah, there you go. Um, so, with, with obviously everything going on, everybody knows the, the story and the situation. And um, so, through, through my work, um, you know, scheduling and, and talking to customers and, and telling them, you know, giving them a heads up that, you know, any day Carter could come. So, all of, all of my customers knew, you know, we were expecting to have a baby. Um, and so, through that, every single customer this week, you know, jobs took a little bit longer this week, but that's okay. Um, I was able to share his story and share and brag on my church and brag and, 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 and just and tell every single one of them that, that God is good and that God is, 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 is continuing to, to do miracle after miracle after miracle. So I was able to do that, and so, you know, because of the situation, you know, normally, you know, in job situations, you know, you, you kind of hesitate doing that because, you know, sometimes you get in trouble for that or whatever, but unfortunately, that's the case in this world. Um, but I was able to feel like freely speak, and I even had one, one lady, and I shared this with you, um, she had a toddler who's probably nine years old, his name was James, and I did a storm door, and the storm door took probably about an hour, you know, just because of the conversations and everything. She ended up just sitting right next down to me on the floor. She was a Christian um, and just sat and held her baby and was telling me some stories of her friends um, and that they had some NICU babies. I, I, I probably heard five or six, seven, eight stories from different people of, of NICU babies and that they're now older and they're healthy and they're so it was the success stories that really uplifted and gave us strength and gave me strength um through this and uh so i just want to thank everybody for everything y'all were doing so. mm. praise the lord i'm gonna finish that story for jerry because he could he couldn't go there but there was a piece of that there was a piece of that story that when he, he had put in a storm, uh, storm door, and when he, and he, and he was leaving, and he turned around, and that, it was, an, it was a, he had, James, and he was nine months old, he was he eight, eight, six, eight months old, something like that, but not walking yet, crawling, and he had gotten over to the door, and he had pulled himself on the door, pulled himself up on the door, and he was looking out, looking out the door when Jerry looked back, and, and Jerry said, and Jerry said, I look forward to the day when Carter is doing that. I look forward to the day when Carter is when Carter's pulling up on that door and looking out that window at me. And 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 you know what? And and we just we just wept together and we just and we just rejoiced together and we prayed together. And you, you know, and, and so folks, God is working. God is working in a tremendous way. And, and, and I want you to see that. And I want you to be encouraged by that. When, 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 your, life, when your life dips, when, when, when a difficulty comes, when, I, when something comes, understand God is working. God is um, doing great 
and, and mighty things. And, and, and you, you know, um, and, and, and I will simply say this. This place is not our home. We, we are only passing through. We are passing through. We, we have a heavenly home awaiting us that are born-again believers, that are followers of Christ. We have a heavenly home awaiting us, a heavenly inheritance, things that we cannot even imagine awaiting us. But while we are here, let's be about his business. You know what? Jerry's gotten into a situation. In fact, it's Jerry and Maggie and the whole family. They've gotten into a situation where, where you know what? It might have seemed uncomfortable. It might have seemed uncomfortable to talk about Jesus. It might have seemed uncomfortable in this setting or that setting. But you know what? When God shows up the way God has shown up, and when God does what we know that only God could do, you can't do anything but share it. You can't do anything but tell people about it. And I tell you, folks, let the Lord have his way. Let the Lord have his way. Let's, let's stir the pot a little. <laughs> let's stir it up a little bit. Okay, let's stir it up a little bit for the name of Jesus because there is no name above that name. Ah, praise the Lord. No one else. Of course, I, I couldn't see if I had tried, but anyhow. Um, but anyhow, well, praise God. Praise God. Just remember this. When you share Christ, you might get a yes, you might get a no, you might get a maybe. Okay? It's okay. It's okay. You know what to do with that. You're going you're, you're gonna to pray, and you're going to continue. You're going to continue to share, and you're going to continue to do. You're going to continue to do what the Lord has called each and every one of us to do. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, we, we just love you and thank you and praise you. Father, for all that you're doing, for all that you're going to do, Lord, may we not miss a single part Lord, as I think about those folks in Louisiana this, this morning, as um, I'm thinking of um, Jeff Ginn and his church, the Struma Baptist Church, and they had to figure out whether they were going to have services this morning. They decided to come together and have, have one service on, on at least two of their campuses. And Lord, I, I just pray that they had a great, a great time of worship this morning as they as they brace for um, a storm that will dump a lot of rain on an already swollen Mississippi River. And Lord, we just, we just want lift to lift those folks up to you. We pray, Father, that you would watch over them, protect them in the midst of the storm. Lord, that's a literal storm. That's a literal storm with wind, with rain, with tornadoes, with all that comes with that. And Lord, we're praying for protection. But Lord, sometimes storms come in a metaphorical way. Sometimes things come in our life that seem like a hurricane. That, that just wreak havoc in our lives. And Lord, um, and Lord, I thank you that you are in control that you lead us and guide us, and that, Lord, you, you, take care of, you take care of us in, in ways, in unspeakable ways. And, Lord, I know that there are times that we would have rather had a different outcome. But, Lord, may we simply trust you and obediently follow you and Lord, we just, we'll just continue to give you 
the praise, honor, and glory for all that you are doing. Lord, I do lift up this time of invitation. I pray if there's somebody here that does not know you as Lord and Savior, Lord, they will not leave here today with that unsettled. Maybe there's somebody that is on someone's heart or mind that that they just need to come to this altar and they just need to pour it out to you. And they just need to pray for that person. Lord, whoever it is, whatever's going on, Lord, we thank you for who you are, what you are doing, and what you're going to do. So, Lord, we give you this time of invitation. Do with it as, as whatever you want to do with it. Lord, and I pray that I pray that's the mantra of our life, that we, that we, Father, want to be led in every way by you. All this in your most precious name. Amen. Let's stand together.